0: The uh, topic for today's lecture is uh, Disturbing Nature. And uh, it has come about because uh, I saw the latest research on ants. And uh, so I thought it will be good to have a look at some verses of the Holy Quran. And the one I want to start off with is chapter four, verse hundred 119.
1: 119 and nineteen. Verses hundred and nineteen and hundred and twenty. <coughs> Walā أُمِنَّنَّهُمْ walā مُرِنَّهُمْ فَلَا يَظُنُّونَ إِذَا أَنعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِشَرٍّ وَلَا آمرنهم فَلَا يغيرن قل الله هو من يتخز الشيرون اولي من دون الله فقد خسر خسران مبيدا and certainly I
0: will lead them astray and excite in them vain desires and bid them so that they will slit the ears of the cattle and bid them so that they will alter Allah's creation. And whoever takes the devil for a friend, forsaking Allah, he indeed suffers a manifest loss. He promises them and excites vain desires in them. And the devil promises promises them only to deceive. This verse 119 is what? The devil, what Satan says, that I will lead them astray. And one way in which I will do that, is to excite vain desires them and by telling them to alter Allah's creation. Next one is chapter 30 verse 30. I will just recite the uh, the English. So set thy face for religion, being upright, the nature made by Allah in which he has created men. There is no altering allah's creation that is the right religion but most people know not and then thirty-one,
1: thirty-one, chapter 31 verse 11. <coughs> Allahhi wa aruni ma za halak alazina min dunhi fi balalimubin.
0: This is Allah's creation. Now show me that. Now show me that which those besides Him have created. Nay, the unjust are in manifest error. And I recited these verses to you because the world is suffering from many problems which have been created by human beings. And one of those problems is that uh, we had uh, these wonderful pills and injections called antibiotics. And we kept pumping these into human beings. And what we didn't realize was that every living thing, and that includes the germs, every living thing, including those germs, have this will to survive and live on and they fight fight us. How do they fight us? By what we call becoming resistant to the drugs that we give them. It's no different to uh, to the way that uh, humans adapted to uh, the the differences in their environment in, uh, in various places. So that is one problem. And we all know about the environmental problems. Some of you may have seen a program yesterday where uh, this guy uh, went uh, towards the the North Pole, very north of Norway. And what did he find there? Well, he found snow, obviously. But he also found dead reindeer. And how did the reindeer die? because people threw fishing nets in the sea and those nets, because of the way they were made would not dissolve and decay with the passage of time and they got washed on shore and the uh, the reindeer Caught its legs in those nets and died of starvation. What else did they find? They found bottles of dyed coke. I don't think anyone actually went to uh, the North Pole or north of Norway with bottles of uh, dyed coke that they left behind. And Everything that we are doing and God warns us. The devil will tell us that I will bid them to alter Allah's creation. And that applies to everything. Nowadays there is a grave problem that plastics are created which are not biodegradable. Which do not decay. They just lie there. They get washed into drain pipes and sewage and block those. They get washed into sea. And there have been instances where fish have tried to uh, eat them thinking it's food. And died and being poisoned. So what man has decided is this. And this is what the Holy Quran keeps saying. Why don't you look at what I've created? Why don't you reflect at what I've created? So scientists decided to look at what ants do. Why they decided to look at ants is this, that just like human beings, ants live in colonies. They're social creatures. They don't live, you know, 10 miles distance from each other, you have these huge colonies. I don't know, some of you may may not uh, or may have seen these places, I would give the example of Chandni Chowk in New Delhi. It's a famous place, there's a famous poet who used to live there called Mirza Ghalib, and um, having read about him and his poetry my wife and I, we were very keen to go and visit the place. So we made a special trip to the place only to find that we could hardly breathe. It was so congested. You could hardly move. There were so many thousands of people there. And the ad colonies are like that. Now those of you from Pakistan, I would say, go to uh, 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 Anarkali in Lahore or the inner city and you'll find out. What I'm talking about. Ant colonies are ten times worse than that. So, scientists thought, like humans, these ants live in such close proximity. Surely they must get ill, they must die. What do they do? Let us study them. So, they set about studying different ant colonies, and they discovered some wonderful things. One was that ants regularly clean themselves, especially worker ants, worker ants, worker ants, there are ants who work as well, but we're not talking about ants, worker ants. When they go back, they have food but obviously they are not carrying huge amounts of food on their shoulders. A lot of food is what they consume and eat and they go back to the colony and, not to use too refined a language, they are sick into the other ants' mouths. So the food comes up and goes into other ants. But then if you're taking stuff back, then you'd be taking microbes and bacteria and germs and everything else back. So what they do is, they clean themselves, and if Ant A sees that Ant B is not clean enough, it goes and cleans Ant B, and removes the bacteria and germs and things from it making it as clean as possible and then when an an ant dies the others gather together and actually drag it and put it outside the confines of their community the whole of whatever it is that they live in. In some colonies Where it's not possible it may be deep and vertical and so on, what they do is, they make a special cell, an enclosed cell. And dead ants are put in that cell and sealed. So when they rot, they do not contaminate and poison the rest of the community. Can you see how that is so similar to what human beings do? Well, I guess apart from cleaning others, I mean, you know, if you saw someone at Oxford Circus Station going up the stairs and noticed that, you know, they weren't clean, you wouldn't rush up and start licking food for their, from their cheek or something. Well, yeah, I suppose you could do, but uh, they may not uh, take it too well. But you can see how their social structure is so similar to the human social structure. And what they do is this. When an ant is ill, what they do is they secrete special chemicals. The sick ant and the other ants, they secrete, they naturally produce from their own bodies certain chemicals which the sick ant then uses and recovers. And the interesting thing is that over the last so many years that they've studied this phenomena, no ant has ever become resistant to this naturally occurring chemical that's produced from within their bodies. So they don't have this problem that this antibiotic is becoming resistant to this thing and we've got to invent something new because this is what's happened we invented sort of for example we started with penicillin and we said, oh, this is wonderful and this actually happened there were some Italian uh, mountaineers and they were going up a mountain in Pakistan it's called K2 it's the second highest uh, mountain in the world and it's uh, also known as the most deadly mountain in the world some of you might have read that uh, I think a French and a Polish mountaineer got stuck up it, and uh, one of them, the Pakistani air force, managed to uh, rescue the French one, but the Polish one uh, had to be left behind and and and, uh, and died. But anyway, this is many years ago. That this this uh, team of Italian mountaineers was uh, going up uh, or going to go up K2, and they came across a village where they made their base camp or just some miles forward from that. And the villagers brought a man. And the man was very ill. He'd cut his foot and the foot had become infected and it was really very bad. And uh, the, uh, the mountaineer who wrote this book that I read, he said, he looked at the foot and he said, well, you know, Uh, we have to remove the foot to to save him, but we haven't got any facilities, we haven't got the skill. So he said the only thing he had was some penicillin. So he injected the guy. And off they went, uh, and they climbed the mountain, and then they came down, and it was uh, about a month or so. And as they were passing that village, he thought, let me see how that man is. Maybe we can take him down and get him treated if he's still alive. Or maybe I can give him another injection or leave some more uh, uh, pills and things uh, for him to take. So he asked for this man and the man was brought to him. He was happily walking on his own two feet. And he said, I looked at his foot and just one injection had cured that badly infected foot. Why? Because the man had never taken anything else in his life. Because we keep on violating our bodies through this medication and there is a good reason. There is a good reason. Do you think a company that sets out to cure you of high blood pressure or diabetes will be very profitable. They'll go to you. You'll take the blood pressure medication or diabetes medication for three months or six months. Then your blood pressure will be fine. Your diabetes will be fine. Will you take that medication again? No, you won't. But if they decide not to cure your illness, but to manage it, by constantly giving you pills and potions and and, and injections and so on, yes, your diabetes will be under control. It's being managed. Your blood pressure will be under control. It's being managed, but then for the rest of your life, you're going to go out and buy that medication. If it's 10 years or 20 years or 25 years or whatever it is, that company will be raking profits. Whereas if it invented something to cure it, it may be within six months they cure it and that's it. Now if you had to choose between two sources of income, one lasting six months and the other lasting 25 years, which one will you choose? One lasting 25 years. And this is what happens. It is not in the interest of modern Um, medicine manufacturers to cure things. It is not in their financial interest and this is why. And this is what the Quran says. I lead them astray and excite in them vain desires. The board of directors, the CEO, the chairman wants to be rich. He wants to drive about in a limousine. He wants to go and stay in a hotel uh, where the room is a thousand pounds a night. He doesn't have to, like me, sit there on Google searching which is the cheapest room in Istanbul or Washington, D.C. or or San Francisco or wherever. Oh, this one's 90. Oh, this one's only uh, uh, 87. Oh, that's $3 uh, less a night. He says, how much is it? Oh, $1,500 a night. Oh, that's fine. I'm sure it must be worth it. But he wouldn't be able to do that. And this is, God says, rather than alter Allah's creation, rather than change it. And we have lots of examples. In Egypt, they built the Aswan Dam, huge, massive structure. And they found that crop production went down. Then they wondered why. And they found out that what happened was that this river coming down every year it flooded and when it flooded what else did it do all the nutrients in the soil that it had brought down it spread them along its banks when they built the dam they stopped the flooding which is a good thing but then the soil wasn't being fed nutrients So the crops started going down. So what do we do? We go out and we buy fertilizer. And we liberally liberally sprinkle that fertilizer on the land. And crops go back. It's wonderful crops. But not all the fertilizer is used up. A lot of it remains in the land, in the soil. It rains and what happens? The rain takes that fertilizer into the river. So what happens to the fish? They die. You and I use that water to drink. So what happens to us? We get poisoned. This is the result of ignoring the God's law, nature's law, and we do that. Why do we do that? Because of our vanity, because of our jealousy with others. You sold 200 million pills, I sold 500 million pills, and uh, so on. So what is the right religion? So set thy face for religion, being upright, the nature made by Allah in which he has created man. That's one thing. There is no altering Allah's creation. That is the right religion, but most people know not. But this doesn't just apply to human beings. It applies to all of nature. It applies to animals it applies to plants, it applies to trees, it applies to flowers, it applies to fruits and vegetables. You see, with lots of these things we don't know what the result is going to be for many years to come. For many many years to come. And then when we find out, maybe it's too late. It may be something that is out of control and we know uh, diseases and things get passed from animal from uh, uh, the soil to animals, from animals to human beings. When they had this uh, explosion in Chernobyl, where is Chernobyl? In Russia, just north of Turkey. People in Scotland and England, stop drinking milk from the cows that grazed on the grass in these countries why because there was a huge explosion radioactivity was taken all over europe it came down with rain the grass absorbed it the cows ate those grass we drank that milk increasing the danger of our getting cancer or many other things this is a cycle that we have not appreciated until recently. Why do uh, the government says you know, uh, if a cow has mad cow's disease, destroy it. Don't feed its meat to human beings because it's being recognized. And that cycle includes that if you keep on pumping huge amounts, m- amounts of drugs into people, then you will produce what are now called super bugs and if you continue you'll produce super duper bugs you may be able to control super bugs but then they will fight back and you'll get super duper uh, bugs maybe you will be able to control them or maybe not so we should be very careful when we mess about with nature we don't know what the final result, what the end result is going to be, because it can take 40, 50 years. And by, by that time, it may be too late to do something about this.